All right. Welcome to episode 33, how to stop feeling like a bad dad. This seems to be a little more common that I'm coming across. I come across more and more dads who just feel like they were a bad dad, how they how like they they failed their kids, they failed their wife, they failed, I mean, you know, that's bad husband, but but primarily bad dad. Now, why would it be primarily bad dad and not bad husband? Well, because uh, the world has really pushed everybody toward a child-centered philosophy, which is not what we're here to talk about today. But if you do a little looking in scripture, you'll find that child-centeredness is not conducive to a good marriage. So, And it really, really makes you question your ability to be a dad. So, so I come across this a lot. So I wanted to talk about how to stop feeling like a bad dad. How to know that you're doing everything for your kids that you can, or to know that you need to do some more for your kids than you have been. So in Deuteronomy chapter 6, in verse 6, these words, which I am commanding you today, shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So, you know, we can look at scripture and we can say, wow, that's an easy picture. But, you know, implementing that picture is a little more difficult than it looks like to take that, you know, that that one or two minutes to actually read it. Okay, application takes a little longer than one or two minutes, does it not? So... If you're new to the podcast, let me tell you a little bit about my background. A lot of you that listen to it regularly know, but you know, I didn't have a great growing up. My dad and I didn't get along. Dad told me I was dumb pretty much every day until I moved out. Uh, we didn't start getting along until the last two years before he died. And I can tell you firsthand that two years is not enough to make up for 20 plus bad years. We needed more time. And I'm not saying it would have worked or it wouldn't have worked, but we needed more time because my dad was not a good dad. Now, as far as the rest of my family goes, uh, my family, my my mom, my my other you know my other family, uh, I really only have contact with one of them now, and it's uh, my uncle. And but my mom and I don't talk. My brother and I very rarely talk. And so, what I really want to impress upon you is. A lot of these have to do with parenting, okay? And I don't want you guys walking around thinking that you're these horrible fathers if you're not. And I want to help you identify if maybe you could step up. Because raising your kids, I don't care. You know, I still have things at 48 years old that I deal with that that are from my childhood. And I think it's ridiculous. I, I'm I'm a big proponent on, hey, it's a choice. Hey, it's a choice. Hey, it's a choice. And I have chosen in a number of areas to not let it affect my life. But there are times when it pops up and I got to deal with it. All right. So let's, let's make sure that we are the type of men that can make sure that we're paving the road properly for our sons and our daughters. Now, why does this have to do anything with sedation? Well, feeling like you're a bad dad will lead you down the road to sedation. It will lead you to things and corners that you don't need to be in. It will, it will prompt you to think less of yourself. And as you think less of yourself, you are more apt to condone things that you wouldn't normally condone or do things you wouldn't normally do. So I want to help you stay out of that rut. All right. 
So Proverbs 22, you know, before we go to Proverbs 22, there is one thing I want to say, you know, with the rise of toxic masculinity, I mean, it really only makes sense that fathers are more attacked than ever before on how to raise their kids. You're too aggressive. You shouldn't spank them. You shouldn't yell at them. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be so stern. They're just children. That makes me want, every time I hear, that, but, but they're just a child, I want to puke. I'm sorry, but I do. Yes, they're children, but they're flexible. All right? They're forgiving. Lucky for us as dads, they're very forgiving. But if we are striving every day, every day, to be the man that they need us to be, to be the man our wives need us to be, then we should never feel like a bad dad, even with the mistakes. So in Proverbs 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. A lot of us like to use these tagline scriptures in, in Proverbs because they make so much sense, you know, train up a child in the way he should go, even when he's old, he will not depart from it. All right, that's all fine and good. So when, when he is old, when is that exactly? Is it when he's 18? Is it when he's 40? Is it when he's 60? Is it when he's 34? We don't know. It's nondescript. All right? Old to each person is relative. All right? Old to a 6-year-old is 18. Old to an 18-year-old is 40. Old to a 40-year-old is 70. I mean, so the point is, is quit trying to put a number on this when he is old, he will not depart from it part. They are, you know, the other thing is, does the verse promise that your kid is not going to screw up in between? No, it doesn't promise that. It just says when he's old, he will not depart from it. At some point, at some point, he will come back to it. He will come back to God. He will come back to the foundation that was laid for him, if laid properly, if not shoved down his throat. In Proverbs 22, verse 8, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, and the rod of discipline will remove it far from him. Now, this is always a controversial, controversial verse because a lot of people think the rod is spanking, and a lot of people think the rod is just a, a standard of instruction. All right, but if you go to Proverbs 13, 24, he who withholds his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. And if you go to Proverbs 23, verses 13 and 14, do not hold back discipline from the child. Although you strike him with the rod, he will not die. You shall strike him with the rod and rescue his soul from Sheol. Scripture, I'm sorry, is pretty self-evident that it's okay to spank your kids. Now, I didn't say beat your kids, and I'm not even saying whip your kids. I'm saying it's okay to spank your kids. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, and occasionally that is going to be what's needed. Now, I'll be the first to admit that I was hard on my sons when they were growing up. You know, I came from such a, a, a household that was that, where I learned nothing. I didn't know how to balance a checkbook when I left. I had no idea what I should do as far as life goals go. I thought McDonald's was probably going to be the best as I was ever going to get because I had no self-confidence. I had no training on anything. And when I became a dad, I, I, I wanted to be a dad since I was a young age because I knew I could do a better job even as a young kid. And that wasn't to be arrogant. It was because I knew. I knew that this was not the model that I was looking at. This was not the model of parenting that, that was right. It just, you know, your kids know. I knew. So 
and I spank my kids. Now, one thing I want to put in there is a caveat. There are other forms of instruction. There are other forms of discipline as well. Now, when I said I was hard on my kids, yes, I was hard on my kids because I wanted something so badly for them that I never got. I wanted them to have self-confidence. The word, you're stupid, never came out of my mouth to my kids. Never. Always, you can do it. Get back up. Move forward. And for the first few years with the first three boys, I was pretty hard and I was and uh, probably pretty harsh at some points, not because I didn't believe in them, but because I wanted them to be something I knew they could be. Now, I have mellowed a little bit, not because I'm getting older, but because I've learned. I've learned that I don't have to be that hard, harsh person constantly, but there are times when I need to be, even with my adult children. My adult children are not always going to do things the way I think they should. And we have found, my wife and I, that that as a parent of older kids, it's actually harder because you watch them do things and now you can't do anything. You just got to sit there. And I'm going to tell you, Dad, if you're telling your kid how to do things, if you're telling your son or your daughter how they should be parenting and they haven't asked you, you are wrong and you need to shut your mouth. It is not up to you. That is their household. If you did your job, they should have the training they need to do their job. If you didn't do your job, it's okay. They will ask if they see fruit in you worth asking about. But if you constantly sit there feeling like a bad dad, you are not going to produce the fruit that's going to cause them to ask. So like I was saying, we get wrapped around the axle on these verses in Proverbs, and these verses in Proverbs are excellent verses, but not, not accomplishing them to the standard by which we think we should does not make us a bad parent. Now, there are a lot of you out there who, when I said it's okay to spank your kids, you might have stopped listening. But let me tell you right now, Scripture is pretty obvious that it is okay. And I'm not, that's not what this show is about. What this show is about is you as a dad doing what needs to be done, using the tools that have been given to you. Deuteronomy lays it out very well when he says, You shall teach them diligently to your sons, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. Is God first in your life? Are you taking the time to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling? Or are you more involved in your, high, your kids' high school sports than you are your, your church body? Are you more involved in what's going on at work than you are with your family? Are you taking more time with Scripture than you are with Netflix? And I'm not going to sit here and cast stones. I have the same problems. Well, I don't have high school sports anymore. I only got one kid left at home. Think about it. These verses in Proverbs, they have to comply with Deuteronomy for one. All right. They also have to, they also have to comply with Colossians uh, chapter 3 in verse 21. Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they will not lose heart. Now, this is an interesting piece of scripture. Don't exasperate your kids. What does that mean? A lot of people are like, well, what does that mean? That means don't push them so hard that you just completely crush their will. You can do this with kids, and you can do it with your adult kids. You've got to know. Okay, when you want something so badly for your kids, you can't want it more than they want it. Now, you may feel like you want it more than they want it, but it's their their life if they're adult children especially. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, 
that you shouldn't push your kids towards different things. I pushed all of my sons towards different avenues that I saw interested them only to only to start the ball rolling, but ultimately they had to choose on their own. I have a rule with my sons. I apologize, my nose is running for some reason. I have a rule for my sons, and this has been the rule since the get-go. When they got to 18 years old, they had a choice. They could push towards something positive, like starting a business, or uh, inventing a product, or going to college, or whatever, whatever that may be, and I would allow them to stay in the house so with no rent, and I would feed them, but all of their other bills are on them. However, if all they wanted to do was play Xbox all day and sit at home and maybe work at McDonald's, that's great. If that's the life you've chosen, more power to you. Do it in your own space. You're not staying here. Now, a lot of people would think that's harsh. It's not harsh. It's growth. You're not doing your kids any favors by pampering them and continuing to give them money and not letting them be accountable for their for their stuff. They got to be accountable for their stuff. Okay. So when your kids were growing up, and these are the questions I want to ask you, I'm not trying to hammer on you for the things you're doing. I want you to just think, I want you to stop feeling like a bad dad. All right. Because what happens is as your kids become adult kids, you start giving them money or you start helping them. You can't handle to see them fail. Why? Because you feel like a bad dad. Let me tell you something. It's okay. Let them fail. Failing forward, it's what I call it. Let them fail forward. They will be all right. No one will die. So the questions you got to ask yourself, did you or are you doing everything you can to set up your kids for success and not failure? All right. Now, that doesn't mean don't let them fail. There are plenty of times I watched my kids when they were children I saw them going to do something that I explicitly told them not to do, and I wouldn't say anything. I'd watch. Now, of course, the second they did it, they got in trouble, and they got correction and discipline, right? Always in love, by the way. But I wanted them to learn. I wasn't going to do them any favors by stopping them before they got there because that's no different than doing it for them. The other, the other question you want to ask yourself is, am I exasperating my children, adult or child? Am I pushing too hard? Am I too involved? Am I too much in the middle of what's going on? Am I not allowing them room to grow? And better yet, am I not allowing them room to fail? Now, and here's the ultimate question that dads, and I think especially older dads, and let me tell you young guys or you guys who aren't married who are listening, this applies to you, all right? One day, you're going to need this info, so listen up, all right? But here's the question I want you guys to ask, because I've had difficulties with my sons since they've moved out, and here's the question I have to ask myself all the time. Have I done anything that would merit the behavior that I currently see in my kids? So if they're giving me flack, if they're giving me pushback, have I, have I done or did I do anything as a dad that would merit the behavior I'm getting. And if I can't get a resounding yes, I have, then I am not going to apologize for anything that I've done. Yes, I was hard on my boys. And I don't mean like abusive hard. I just mean hard. I was a, I was a hard dad. I wanted them to be better than those around them. And by the way, they all have work ethics that are, that are 
that by that surpass any almost any and every kid that they know in their their own age group but with that um the whole point is have i done anything i won't apologize yes i was hard yes i was harsh but i had my kids well-being in mind 110 percent of the time i sacrificed everything to make sure they would have the life that i did not have and i didn't say to give them everything i didn't have i said to make sure they had the life i didn't have to make sure that they had a dad that was present that they had a dad that was there every opportunity i could be that was that, that they knew supported them that they knew they could talk to Yes, I had to deploy a couple times. Yes, I was gone for a couple of years as a result of military duty. But you better, and yes, it did take a toll on the family. I'm not going to lie about that. It was hard. There may even still be some bad feelings there on my son's part. I don't know. We haven't talked about that point, and maybe someday we will, but it's just not relevant now. But I can tell you for a fact, I did not do anything with my sons growing up that I feel the need to apologize for. Now, if there was something large, you better believe there were a couple of large mistakes I made that I absolutely apologize for because that's the kind of that's the kind of men I want my sons to be. But I am not going to sit around feeling like a bad dad all the time because I made a few mistakes. So, some other questions to ask yourself: Are you parenting or are you dictating? Are you giving your kids a useful why? Kids, when they tell you, when they do something that you told them not to do, it's not always because they're rebellious. Sometimes it's because they don't understand the why. You say no, that might mean no for right now, but it doesn't mean no for an hour from now. Are you giving them a why when it's appropriate? Are you honoring their mother if you're married? That's part of being a bad dad. Are you honoring their mother? I didn't ask if she's honoring you. We're talking to you, men. Are you honoring their mother if you're married? And are you demanding respect from your kids toward their mother if you're not married? Yes, I have been divorced. And yes, my ex and I don't get along. And no, it was, a, it was an ugly, ugly ordeal with the kids growing up. And it was difficult. And the mom and I, quite honestly, just can't really be in the same space anymore. But I always told the boys that they would respect her. Now, if you want to know the breakdown of my family, my oldest two are from my first marriage. My third oldest is from my wife's first marriage, and our last two are from from my wife and I. However, I adopted my, my third oldest son uh, years and years ago, and one of my sons chose, quite honestly, not to talk to me anymore, and that's been, I think, about 12 years that he hasn't spoken to me. So why would the bad dad stuff come up? Why, why wouldn't it come up? Do you think that I have days when I think about my son who hasn't talked to me about, well, was I a bad dad? Now I can tell you right now on this podcast and live that I was a good dad to that kid. And he chose a different path. And that's not arrogance. You've got to know who you are. How do you expect your kids to know who they are if you don't know who you are? If you were a good dad, it's okay to own it. Wrap your, I mean, we had a joke in the army. It's uh, when you were uncomfortable with something, it was, well, you know what? What you need to do is just wrap your arms around it and give it a big old hug. And it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up, even, even when I say it, since I'm not a very huggy guy. 
Another question to ask yourself. Are you working on your own salvation with fear and trembling, thereby setting the example for your kids that you need to set? Are you working out your own salvation? Don't, like I said before, your kids are who you are, not who you want them to be. Are you providing, providing fruit that somebody else would want to follow? Have you done anything so wrong to consider yourself a bad dad? Let me tell you something. Sometimes kids want to come back on you and they want to point out your flaws, right? For one, I'll always make apologies for larger mistakes I made to my sons, and I've done that already. But I will never make an apology for the minor mistakes I made. I was a parent. I had no idea what I was doing. I had five sons. All right, And don't think that the testosterone doesn't run a little higher in a five-boy household. The only girl here was my wife. And, uh, you know, and the joke always was is that their, their friends should be more afraid of her than me because she was a lot. She wasn't harsh, but she was more direct. Okay? But, yes, we had high standards. High standards. And it was okay. Is it okay to feel like a bad dad? For a minute. But figure out what you need to do to fix that and move forward. Scripture, Find me a scripture that says it's okay to dwell on your sins of the past, and I'll be more than happy to entertain the thought of uh, continuing to feel like a bad dad. Scripture doesn't talk about dwelling. It talks about moving forward. Stop questioning yourself. Stop feeling like a bad dad. Make your correction. Identify your faults. Make your corrections. Move forward. And don't apologize if there's nothing to apologize for. And quit hovering over those kids if that's what you're doing. They won't die. They won't die. So I want to thank you for listening today. You can find us, as I've always said, on Anchor.fm. That's our primary platform. You can find us on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, CastBox, Breaker, and Spotify. And if you want to talk to me directly, you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, and uh, on YouTube. You can also email me directly, Mike at the sedatedman.com. That's Mike at the sedatedman.com. You can also find the show notes. Uh, I wasn't sure what direction I was going with this today, so I'm going to do the show notes as soon as I'm done here. But you can find the show notes at patreon.com slash the sedated man that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the sedated man and all the show notes from all of the uh, prior uh, episodes will be there and uh, the all of the scripture references I use as well in case you missed some a lot of great uh, links there as well and just to let you know I am also available for mentoring and public speaking and uh, any questions you might have on your kids or even your wife. I mean, that's a big deal. I want men to live in a relationship with their wives that exemplifies Christ in all things. And let me tell you something. Marriages can be the closest thing to heaven on earth, and they can also be the closest thing to hell on earth. It's a choice. When you point at the other person and you say, but they don't want that, Point that finger right back at yourself because what you're doing is making an excuse so that you don't have to do the work. 
Stop questioning yourself. Move forward. And you guys have a great, great day.